0: Plus
1: the episode is being recorded and streamed live on Talkshoe.com. Joining
2: the online studio. Hello. You are he unmuted and can speak with the host. Recording started. Hello? Hello, I can hear you, you got speak up. I can hear you. Hello, I can hear you. Is there somebody talking? Cause I can't hear you. If you're talking, uh, I can't hear you. You're not saying anything. Uh, You have to dial the number. Dial the number. Dial the number. When you dial the number, I can see you, and then you can be in the room, and you can talk, and I can see you and hear you. So you don't have to type anything anymore. You can join the group. I put the phone number out there. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? If you can hear me, uh, say something. Let the redeemed say so. Testing, testing, one, two, three. This is a new site. This is the shoe site that I was telling you about that will allow you to text or it will allow you to talk and to see the other people in the room. So that way you don't have to type at all. We were having problems with Facebook. We could not type anything, remember? Now, I see somebody sitting up here, but I don't know. Okay. Come in. Come in. And call again. hello hello All clear. All hello Well I don't think it's a poor connection. It says that we have an excellent connection down here. Connection for, why does it say that? Click icon for more details. Okay. What kind of connection are they looking to get here? It said excellent earlier. Okay, maybe when somebody dial in, I'll be able to hear them. Maybe I don't have it turned up loud enough. Maybe that's it. I can hear you. Okay, I can hear you too. But you're not in the room. (laughs) How could you hear me? But I can't hear you. That's why I set this room up so I could be able to hear you guys. Remember in Facebook, you weren't able to type or anything. Now you can type. Uh, You don't really have to type. All you have to do is talk. I can unmute you. So that's why I set this room up. So come on in the room, and then you don't have to type. And then I see you. There's a spot where I can actually see you and hear you. You guys don't follow direction very well. Now there's two people in the room, but I don't see you nowhere. See, I'll get a little picture of you at the bottom. So once you come in, dial the number, follow direction, dial that number, it's gonna ask you for the pin number. Put the numbers in. Yes. So, you guys have been sitting in my room for the last year and you've been like zombies, and I haven't been able to hear you. Okay, I'm muted. Okay, so I should be able to hear you. You said that. Can you hear me? Can anyone hear me out there? So why are you hanging on to that wall up there? Come in the room and dial the numbers. Oh God. Now I gotta hold y'all hand and show you what to do. Mm-mm. Mute unmute. Uh oh see what you that made me done.
1: Okay. Can
2: you hear me? Yes, Definitely. I can hear you. Everyone can be heard can hear now. Me? yes
1: all right you can hear this lee can you hear me
2: yes is this mr weaver
1: yes yes you can hear
2: me yes i can hear you lee i can hear you
1: okay i just
2: said okay okay i only hear you crazy can you hear me
1: okay yes i can hear you
2: how come i can't see you in the room
1: oh what it's supposed to be some type of camera or something
2: you know what? I think that I think that uh, maybe maybe the camera is not on or something. But anyway, I can hear you though. I think it's some other people listening. Uh, so what we were talking about this more well earlier today, I started the show off by talking about how it's important for us to start checking uh, on our heritage so we can find out which actual uh, Native American tribe we're from. Now, here's where I wanted to connect you in, uh, Lee, is the fact that you're mm-hmm. from South Carolina. And that's where all of this began in South Carolina because uh, most of the slaves what? came from Sierra Leone and got off the ship right there in South Carolina and the Geechee right. Gullah people were formed. Can you tell us anything about the Gitche Oh, no, I can't. The, not
1: really. The, I thought they were the, the, black people, but it's... From the video, oh, I the like
2: you guys call them the Creole.
1: Well, um, I'm actually, I was I was raised in Brunswick, Georgia, born in Miami, Florida. My, my mom is from um, um, Crowley, Louisiana. And my dad's from Meadow, Georgia. They met in Houston, Texas. I was born in Miami, um, but raised in Brunswick, South Georgia. But they, my dad, you know, his family always say we got Cherokee on, on that side. If you look at him, you'll know it. You can, You look at me you can see how they look because that's just the way that all of them look and um we got a couple dark skin ones in there but uh uh, my mom's side is supposed to be like creole and i think it may have cherokee on her side as well so um and she's you know she's from louisiana
2: tell us about yeah i can hear you real good tell us about the creole because um my uncle I'm not, told me about Creole. I'm not,
1: fami- about I'm the not that Creole. familiar with, uh-huh. with it. I just hear him say Creole all the time. I looked it up and it said, uh-huh. um, it, <laughs> I'm not that knowledgeable about it, but it's supposed to be like some type of European black or or something like that. Um, I don't know. Um, I'm not too familiar with it. I always use it's some other Creole. It's sort
2: of like a combination of different Native Americans
1: uh i haven't done my homework on it yet I'm well sure. you know something I'm just, uh,
2: lee i'm just a baby uh,
1: i'm just a baby a baby in this thing you know <laughs>
2: okay well a lot of people right now they're actually are setting up programs online and they're helping people to do their congenialogy mm-hmm. and they're charging them like 100 to 250 dollars and I don't know where they're coming up with those numbers from, but you know, I think they should start off by just having people in the class and everybody guide and help each other because the money shouldn't be the object. Because we really right. got to figure this out because a lot of us are related to each other.
1: Oh, okay, yeah, you're right.
2: And, and I'm not they sure. actually. Have- so all of us a bill of goods because you know Virginia came up with that law that everyone was considered colored, even if they were Native American, and Hispanic. So they pretty much denied a lot of people of their rights. And now we're finally waking up. And uh it's important that we kick the door in right now instead of listening to anything else they have to say, because it couldn't be anything else but more lies. But the sooner we find out who we are, then we can inherit this land. They've actually hypnotized us and made us think that we're the minorities when we know goodwill that there are more of us than there is of them.
1: Right, right. That's what I was thinking about too, man. It was like I think they just been like, they are so conniving and and um and you know in in their in the history, it's just like they just know how to connive and fool people and and um. You know, um, turn each other, turn, uh, turn us against each other. You know, like divide and conquer type thing. So they can. Well, even with
2: the people in the South, you guys being separated from the Northerners, they told y'all lies about us. They told y'all that we were city slickers. They didn't want y'all to uh, invest no time in us and. You know, they had you being discriminative to your own black people because they did not want us to unite, and that's still going on in the South. Right, right. Well, yeah. I know it has to be very hard for a black man in the South, and just by my visits alone, I could tell that the black men were catching it down there. And I really couldn't see how you guys could live there all your life unless then you really began to conform to the status quo. And that meant you had to accept the name boy and the way they treated you and all of the stuff you had to go through where, you know, when you came up north, you see, you know, how much more free you are than when you're down south because you have to watch what you say. Well, it's actually not
1: that... As bad as you think um there's it's, it's definitely prejudices there, but they're more low lower key with it now nowadays um it's actually I think the north probably more prejudiced than the south now, but cause, you know because I think they've been like that too, because they got some Italians up there man that's, and um different type of people, man that's just Germans, and you know they just really don't care about us and um down south, you know usually they a, a lot more cooler than they used to be. It's not like the old Jim Crow in the down South, but uh, unless you mm-hmm. like on certain some of these um, rural areas and these, you know, they only got so many jobs and they only gonna let their people get them or you know, they don't put you through everything, through crap well, just to keep a job no,
2: What I was thinking is that they actually become family with y'all because a lot of them, they know uh, that when they had you at, had you in their families, you were considered as family. So they looked after y'all and protected you. It was a, only so far you could go, but at the same time, they knew how to be causal and respectable. So here in the North, we don't associate ourselves with being relatives of them. So we are considered as being respectful and causal. But they really don't mean it. They're not sincere. And so you could find somebody in the South that's really related mm-hmm. to you, and they'll come over and acknowledge their child and do something for their child, like Jefferson. He and he put money in their hand and he gave them an inheritance. Whereas here in the North, they would never do that. You know. So I think you probably right. Y'all had it a little bit better than us because. Y'all were considered as one big family. And because they did pity the condition of a lot of the slaves, they went out of their way to give them things, to help them during special uh, season when they were doing the crops. So they had a certain Mm -hmm. amount of respect. And if they didn't like you, they came out and told you they didn't like you. At least here in the North, they won't even tell you. They don't like you. They can be smiling in your face and stabbing you in the back.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Man, that's kinda how they get now, you know. Um, but it's it's you know, it's just I think people just wanna you know, they kinda isolate themselves. That's that's how you can tell, you know. Um, a lot of them being in the rural areas, some of them trying to take over like like Charleston, they trying to take downtown back over you
2: know? along with a lot of other
1: cities. They trying to take over back downtown, they're
2: moving the minorities
1: out and trying to take
2: over the city again. Is isn't you know, it that everybody do people come to visit Charleston a lot? Cause I heard it was real yes, famous, yes, yes. where they had a lot yes. of history.
1: Yeah, it's got um, you know, it's got its um, tourism, you know, because it's got old houses and it's right, got the battery where the ships came in at, slave ship, battle, war ships, battle warships, whatever they came in at, and um, they got old houses that's been there since then. Um, it's just a it's a tourist attraction, you know, it's got. Different structures that a lot of people take, you know, like to come and take pictures of, and um, and um, you know, it's it's pretty interesting. It's downtown Charleston, basically. I live on in North Charleston, actually. That's on the north. What's the That's name the of that? It's
2: supposed to be um, a lake, pretty a well-known lake there that a lot of people go uh, come down to see this lake in uh, Charleston area. Had a friend that lived there, and all he talks about was this lake. And uh, he does videos, mm-hmm. and he shows the lake and people going out on the water and stuff. So I would imagine that it's a probably more prosperous living <laughs> because you can live off the land, and you pretty much it's the cost of living is a lot cheaper. I, is it cost of living cheaper there?
1: Uh, I would say that. Um. You know anywhere near these um near the the coastlines, the ocean it's gonna always be a little more than the um you know the urban area, you know the areas away from the
2: water. Now, what do they have to do down there for entertainment? like uh, I know um, in the in, in that area they have the Geechee Gullop area, and it's like a museum, and I had researched a little bit about it, and I wanted to come down there. And they said that my trip was for Charleston, but I thought Geechee Gulch was a little bit farther away. I mean, the area where Geechee Gulch is is kind of uh, not in the same area where Charleston is. Or how far away is the Geechee Gulch land from Charleston?
1: Uh, this is this pretty much is it. I mean, you know, you got the, the whole coastline because I'm from Brunswick, Georgia, and you have some down there. You even down there, you know, got from Savannah, you can go to Savannah, you hear some, Darien, Georgia, a little small town called Darien, got Sapelo Island with slaves where we um, got, here you definitely um, you definitely got the, the Gullah Geechee, um, you know, culture, you know, here, you know, with the way they speak and, you know, and everything.
2: Are they still um, um, harvesting the rice? Cause they were doing a big harvest of the rice they said the Sierra Leone people from Africa would come in there, and that's where most of the people from South Carolina came from, that Benin and Sierra Leone. And most of the, you can trace it, they did a big celebration in Sierra Leone with the Geechee people because most of them came from that continent.
1: Yeah, that, um, that, that, real, that lake you were talking about, that's Lake Colonial Lake in Charleston.
2: Oh okay.
1: Mm-hmm. It's
2: like a park. Um, yeah, yeah. Because uh, this guy that has a radio station named uh, Harambe, he puts the lake on the uh, on the internet all the time. It's a beautiful lake. And see, we yeah, actually uh, like are near the, near the, the we're near the Michigan Lake. We're uh, the Michigan Lake here mm-hmm well lake michigan But see does the mississippi run through there do y'all have a mississippi river that run through there oh no 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 <laughs> the rest of mississippi, uh, the mississippi
1: river is um more west out and it goes from i think louisiana all the way up to iowa I believe,
2: between iowa uh-huh, and,
1: um, uh-huh. what's that iowa and that Illinois. well you know
2: what It it looks like we got like 843 people that are standing by listening, which is good because uh, I wanted to say to the listening audience, however many of you are out there, this is Mr. Lee Weaver. Lee Weaver is a family member. (laughs) He is from um, South Carolina. And I think I've been doing Lee about what? Huh? Huh? I actually live in South Carolina. Oh he oh you used to live in South Carolina. Okay No I so live, I live
1: you, in South Carolina now. But I I, I actually live in South Carolina right now, but I, I'm actually from Georgia. You know,
2: Broadway. Oh I see. I got it backwards. Yeah. I'm sorry. Okay, let me yeah. clear that up. I, I live okay I live, here now. I I I live you, in Charleston. Right. Okay. All right. He I lives like, in live Charleston now. Here. Mm-hmm. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening and you're you're on the line, Uh, I had just set this site up because I've been talking about it for the last six months because we couldn't hear anybody, and I was having a hard time, and Lee came in as one of our speakers about six months ago, and I don't know how he got in. The spirit let him in the room. Nobody else has ever been able to get in that room, but they let Lee in there, and Lee broke through. And I was so tired that night. I was so glad that Lee took over the conversation because we have some zombies that come in our room. They don't say nothing. They don't write nothing. I'm I'm like a wet, ringing rag when I get out of that room because I'm tired of talking. So I rushed and set this up tonight. I know it's not all that it should be, but I put it together the best I could so we can bring people in here so they can at least engage me or talk to the community. So if you out there and mm-hmm. you want to say something to Mr. Fever, please do uh, pose your questions because I have opened up the lines so you can speak. And uh, I know there's a young man sitting up here now. I can't see his name. Uh, you know, everybody keep wanting me to go back to Facebook. I can't do that no more. I really cannot because, uh, I can't see anybody talk. I can't hear nobody pray. So when I leave there, I'm exhausted. So I've been doing everything on YouTube. And I found out I could have guests on YouTube, but I don't know how to work the system. But on this one, I've been with them for over 10 years. So I knew how to work talk shoot. So this is all brand new equipment, too. So I'm not a technician, but I'm trying to bring us together so we can learn about the South. Because a lot of us talk about going to Africa, we don't even know nothing about the South. <laughs> Ain't that right? Ain't that right, Lee? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. We don't Definitely know right. nothing about the South. <laughs> well, here's yes. what I wanted mm-hmm. to say is that I always favor South Carolina because uh I heard uh my Angelo, my Angelou talk you know, talk about uh, South Carolina, how she loved it, and you know, how it was easy living. And I always wanted to retire and move to South Carolina. I had never seen the place before, but I knew my soul. And guess what? I found out that my great great grandmother was born and raised in South Carolina. So there must wow. be something there for me to see. Mm hmm. <laughs> And see, and Lee, you might even know some of my family members there because you know it's a small, close-knit town. Do y'all know a lady by the name of Lizzie Lily? You know, I don't know how far her roots go back, but that's where she was born and raised. Uh, Um I I, I don't. I just moved here in
1: March. Um I lived here previously when I got out of the Navy back about 18,
2: 19 years ago. You know. Um but, yeah, At I'm least, sure. You go to the post office, and usually they said the post office always know everybody in town, you know. Oh, okay. Right. That's what yeah. they was telling you, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, see, it's kind of scary when a northerners really have not lived south, and they get on the road and start driving there, don't know nothing about the town, and start running around asking questions you can really get in a lot of trouble. I got lost in Mississippi, well, in Alabama once on New Year's Day. Mm-hmm. I was trying to drive back to my destination. I was lost in a square mile. I was lost in circles because it was so dark mm. there and no street lights.
1: <laughs> what part, what yeah, part of because,
2: Alabama? Uh, that was Decatur, Alabama. I was down near Decatur, <laughs> Alabama and Florence, Alabama. I used to go to Mississippi every year to visit my grandmother uh-huh. in Canton, Mississippi. So I kind of know Canton mm-hmm. you know, a little bit better, but I don't, I don't know Alabama. Right. Now, if there's somebody out there in the listening audience that wants to jump in there, and uh, tonight, he is our in-house resident on South Carolina I, I, I won't say all of South but I'll say South Carolina because you you lived in Georgia what part of Georgia did you live in before
1: um Brunswick it's
2: called the Golden the area is called the Golden
1: yeah it's got St. Simons Island you probably heard of Jaco Island um yeah You got Sappho Island you got Darien um you know you know, it's right. It's
2: a coast. area. Is that anywhere near Atlanta, Atlanta, Georgia?
1: No, it's it's off the coast of Georgia. It's right there between well, South Savannah, all the way to Jacksonville. It's the coastal area of Georgia.
2: Okay, I know where Jacksonville yeah. is. I visited there. I got some. Uh, yeah. I got some in laws from there. Now, let me ask you a yeah. question, Lee. Um, do mm-hmm. you see any difference when you're traveling, coming up south? I mean, coming up north from south, do you see any difference by the climate that you're in? I know it's a little bit faster paced, I know that, but as far as um, the, 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 the ability to communicate with people is a lot easier, are they more short tempered? Are they more hastier? Because I know well, more I'm more, more to be in, the, in the southern draw and the slowness, and some people up north, um, j- they're just rapidly doing things. They don't take time with people. What do you see when you're traveling?
1: Yeah, you're absolutely right. I'm, um, I'm a truck driver, so I've been all over the country, and places like up north, Chicago, New York, you know, Jersey, uh, you know, those type of. I mean, it's more laid back in Maine and New Hampshire and and you know places like that. But other big cities up north, they're really hasty, you know. So It's like, you know, it's like whatever, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, you know, everything's moving fast, you know. Um, But down south, you know, people tend to be more, um, more, um, uh, what's a good word? Um, um, Patient, you know, I I guess patient would be the best word, you know, Mm -hmm. um, people not really too hasty. They, They take time out to listen to you or talk to you or whatever. When you know, like up north, man, it's like wow. Like Chicago was definitely terrible. When I went to in um, New York, you know, New York, and those big cities like that, Baltimore, you mm-hmm. know, it's a little bit, a little bit different,
2: you know. Now, I'm last clearly... time you, last time you was on the air, I, I remember that you had something that you wanted to talk about, and I don't know if we mm-hmm. ever got to it, but it was something that you said you wanted to talk about. And we never did get to it. Is that something you still would like to say to the listening audience? Or is that something you want to keep to yourself? Because I know we were running short and we didn't get a chance to get everything in that you wanted to talk about. If there's anything you want to talk about now, now is definitely the time to bring it up because uh, that way we can address it. We're a little bit slower paced now.
1: I'm not exactly sure what it was, but, um, if, I'm thinking it probably was something to do with um, um learning more about my his, you know, my heritage, my history, you know, mm-hmm. um, where I'm from, and this and that. Because now I'm starting to feel like a mutt now. <laughs> I'm starting to feel like a mutt, you know what I mean? It's like, you know, okay, you're black, but, um, you know, you look like you got some, you know, like Cherokee, you're black, you're Creole might have some Irish in there, you know. It's like wow, you know. Now I've been hearing a lot of Uh, stuff about this ancestry thing, um, (laughs) DNA testing. I kind of want. Oh yeah, I think.
2: Wasn't I I doing the readings? I think I was doing the readings, and you were asking me about you, because I think I was doing might have been a numerology reading or something I was doing. Yeah. Well, you, you mentioned the ancestors. Uh, I thought mm-hmm. that, you know, the people in the South were more connected to the ancestors, but I find that they um, spooked us out of our gift. And uh, uh, I had um, discovered that there's no power in Christianity, but all the power was in the African religion. So I made a switch. I switched from the African, I mean, I switched from the Christianity to the African faith because it held more power. And the only right. reason you join membership in anything is to get the power, right? Right, right. Sorry, I'm kind of moving around in the kitchen right now. Yeah, it's to get the power. And so I dismembered myself from Christianity because they were faking the funk and they had no power and no authority. They were making us think every week these people were getting healed, and they weren't. So as I began to spend some time with the Yoruba people uh, and the comedic people, I saw them do some fantastic things. One of the comedic persons or the Vodoum persons, they told me that they had the capability of making a brain. And they carried this little bag around with them. And I said, what do you mean? They said, well, I know the elements to stop the rain and to make it rain. And the person was serious. I said, are you serious? They said, yes, we're taught that. That's one of the metaphysics uh, teachings that we're taught how to move the elements and rearrange the elements. And it was raining that day. And uh, Mm -hmm. he he kept saying it was not going to be raining after a certain point because he was going to move the elements so that the rain would cease and stop. And the rain did stop. And he said, that's just a few of his magical tricks that they had other tricks that they could do in metaphysics. So that immediately interests me. I said, okay, so you can rearrange the elements. What else can you do? And they begin to tell me about all of the potions and all of the rituals, and they were written down in a book. And that's something that the Christians never did, write down any kind of potions in a book, but these were written down in a book and you could look them up. And I am a creature of habit. If you got something structured like it is, been structured for eons, and it's catalog carrying, you know, type of thing. But then I became very interested in the that were asking part to change the elements of society and of nature. And then I began to learn more about all of this, is centered around nature. And if you don't respect nature, you will not have this power. And these people have such great respect for nature that you would think that they actually humbled themselves in the presence of Mother Nature. And because they were servant to Mother Nature, they became so engulfed with all of these powers. So um, I did do some reading up on the rituals. And I also did some reading on... The uh, something called Odoos. And then I finally did a whole study out there on Facebook about day Lagoons and the seashells divinations and how to read them. So um, I did a whole presentation on how to read the seashells, what they meant, and how a message was being sent to us from the underworld, and how the underworld ministers to us and speaks to us. So all of that stuff became very natural for me. Uh, as a little girl, I was connected to a spiritual church and I didn't remember until I became a grown woman that I was connected to a spiritual church as a little girl. So mm-hmm. yes, um, we have a room called the Divina- Oracle Divination Network. And what I plan to do is to bring all of the priests and priestesses together so that they can create A roster and list their names and their professions, their expertise and specialty, and it will be ran like uh, I guess you would call it um, the witch doctor. And 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 when people come in, they can choose someone off the list that they want to go see for their with illnesses, uh, with mostly healers. But everybody thinks that they can come and get love potions and all that, but they're more focused in on healing. So that that divination Mm -hmm. network radio station has been put on hold until we gather these people together so that uh, they will have a roster, people can call in, and they can do the readings. Because I I really don't like to do readings over the air, because you get a lot of stupid people that come in wanting all these different things that doesn't know. I would not open myself up to that because once you open up the door of the spirit, you must close that door else you will have problems yourself. Yeah. But I said a mouthful. But yes, um, we do have people that are connected to us that do readings for your health. We also send e- energy healing. Uh, I learned how to do the uh, energy healing where I could send energy across the airways and. Jesus also was a, a fonder fun person of sending energy to heal people. Mm-hmm. But all this stuff was supposed to be kept secret in the South. But y'all lost your mm-hmm. way. Y'all lost your mother with and forgot about it. And you start catering to the, uh, the colonizer with his ways and forgot your own ways.
1: Right, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my mom used to tell me how, how her, dad, her dad, he was, you know, he was into all of that stuff. Um, but she, she didn't, she, you know, they teach us that that's wrong and blah, blah, blah you know. You know, with, well, it's, you know, it's not
2: wrong. It's not wrong because it's a part of our heritage is our mother with and our third eye and our chakras are open. And we're born with the veil over our eyes so we can see. Into the lives of others, most other creatures cannot. They don't have a soul like we have, and when you have a soul, you have that ability to see into the lives of others, and it really is a gift, so that you can help guide that other person. So you um, you got you
1: say you got an audience
2: out there. I think I think there's some people out here. Uh, you know this. I'm not too familiar with the set, but they got some numbers out here and the people that are listening, the numbers are seem to be growing. So I want to say oh, to the okay. listening audience, well, you're, you're, you're welcome. Yeah, because I don't want
1: to hear me and you. I don't, you know, I ain't heard nobody else come
2: in. Yeah, I don't I don't hear them, but sometimes, you know, when the room is too packed, they they won't let any more people in. Uh, I'll have to learn how to use this particular website more. I'm very new to it, so I see numbers, so somebody is out here, but I can't tell who. But nevertheless, it, it is being recorded so that we keep it in the archives and it is for uh, training purposes. But the one thing I want to say is that we got to really get off this thing that we are Anglo-Saxons and that we believe the way, that our arch enemy believed because we've never ever believed uh, that there wasn't a spirit. We thought all things moved by the spirit and even unto death that there's a frequency in everybody that is a, a living soul and that frequency goes on living even after death and you can communicate with that spirit and I have because I've been able to communicate to my deceased mother who's been, uh, who I never met in my life. And I've had visitations from her. So I am a spirit child. And a lot of times people say, well, you know, I can understand why you believe that, you know, cause that's the only way I ever knew my mother. And uh, I know that she's had visitations with me and it's very important for me to open that door and leave it open because if I don't, I won't have that relationship with somebody that's near and dear to me. So I really don't care what other outside people say or think because they've already demonized our religion anyway. See, see we, we've let outside people demonize the things that we need, that's why we're in such bad shape, psychologically, mentally, and physically. Uh, I don't know if you remember Women of the Buse, Brewster Street where this woman lost her child who had uh, electrocuted themselves, and the mother was just beside herself, and she was almost upon uh, death herself. But through the human body covering her with their frequency, they were able to save her life. And we don't realize how important the human body is to comforting and soothing other people through our (laughs) frequency. I, I was a healer in the hospital for about five years, and I didn't know that I was an avatar. Uh, being a schoolteacher, you, you would think it's strange that someone would tell you you had the gift of healing, but I was awarded uh, sums of money for healing in the hospital, and those donations went to the cardiology department, so it's documented uh, at Compley Hospital that I was a healer there. And I work with the chaplain for healing uh, patients on the cancer ward. So I, I know all this stuff is true.
1: Mm, okay.
2: But what I wanted more so to get from you, since you are well traveled and you've been around different people from different uh, backgrounds, it will help us to start looking for how do we reconnect to our ancestral lifestyle? Like we, we know that Native Americans don't go to doctors and I grew up Native American style. We didn't go to doctors. I didn't see a doctor till I was a teenager. We just didn't believe in it. We thought that the earth would heal us and that going out into the forest, we would be able to find healing modalities there. So a lot of us who stuck to those traditions My family lived to be, my uncle lived to be 102. And one lived to be 100. My sister is now going to be 87 years old. A lot of, on my mother's side, a lot of them lived a long time because they stayed out of the arms of the doctor. And they had their own potions and fusions. Now we run to the doctor for everything. Now they've given us this disease called diabetes, where the blacks only get diabetes and high blood pressure. When in fact, that is not our disease and those are man-made diseases. And, and uh, now we run around here trying to save our kidneys and our liver because they're blowing us up with all this so-called medicine. Yeah.
1: Big, big farmer.
2: <laughs> yeah. It's almost like we put ourselves in the hands of everyone. We've let them name us. We've let them define who we are. We've let them literally take everything we have and we become a people without a land. And we got to gain that back through finding out who we are as a Native and finding out who we are as an Indigenous people because everybody else are are trying to come before us when We're the ones that created all of the other people and our ancestors are up in high places. So how do we let a journey come lately like a Native American who's not even indigenous to this land come in and stand before us and now we're the minority. We should have never uh, believed the hype when they said we were a minority and you go in every continent, you find someone in the bush that is darker than dark and that is woolly hair and looks just like us and never gets counted in the census. Right. So we've got to do something different. And we're counting on people from the South to step up and tell their story because you guys have lived a different life than us. And you live by faith and walk by the Spirit. And you got to tell your story because, you know, when the crops didn't come in, Y'all had to start and cling to spirit to to believe that the spirit was gonna bring you through because some of you were farmers, so you had to depend on Mother Nature. Well,
1: um, mine is a little bit different than that. <laughs> <laughs> My, um, oh, yours is, you
2: know, okay, how how is it different? Tell tell the world. Really, let us know. Well,
1: I'm not. Well, I didn't grow up with farming, uh, but my dad was from, you know, he grew up with all that farming and stuff, you know, having to go out and pick cotton tobaccos and leaves and different things to make money, you know, none of them finished school until they got older, you know, and um, stuff like that, you know, just try to support each other, you know, so they had to drop out of school early. Uh, Sorry about that, I'm in this kitchen here just fixing me up a little bit of something,
2: something, you know, uh, okay. But, well, we're know, not going to um, keep
1: you a long my, my, time cause go ahead. My, my experience was a little different, you know, it was like, you know, in Brunswick, um, you know, a minority, you know, not parents, not making the best money in the world. And, um, you know, um, seven, I was, I grew up a seven day Adventist, um, going to church, uh you know and something always was just tugging at me about about you know what's real and what's not and you know like you know I couldn't understand people falling out in the spirit or running around the church and stuff like that you know I couldn't I always thought maybe it was just emotions some people just come and get a little hot from church or whatever I don't know but um uh you know I don't know <clears throat> <laughs> so I, I kind of grew up clueless a little bit on a lot of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I I, thought, I believe my parents did the best they could for what they knew, you know, you know, right. from the information they had. Mm-hmm. Mom's pretty smart. She's um she's 68 now. She's working on a master's right now. She she got a associate's way back in the 80s, and then went back when she was 63, I think, and got a bachelor's, and then she's working on a master's was- now, I believe. My dad is a That's
2: mechanic, you know, real hard working guy. Um, That's your mother? That's
1: your mother? Yeah, she's um, yeah, she's um she was a nurse. My dad was a mechanic. What do you
2: mean um, she did the best she can? She's doing more than than the best. That's good. Well that came That's a little that came a little
1: later. Yeah, that came a little later, you know, like after we got a little older. I was a teenager you know, um by that time. But um um they worked through it. Um but I don't know, I just, religion just divided us. Like, my dad, he got real fanatical with his, and my mom, she wanted to keep us going to church. She wanted to take us out of the church, and, you know, um, we was going to stay home and do it like old school, you know, wear robes and go to school at home and, and have prayer meeting at home, Bible study, whatever, um, and keep us out, you know, just really holy, holy rollers. you know. And my mom was like, nah, mm-hmm. my dad, you know, he was kind of abusive a little bit. You know, when it was time to him to spit a rod, he, he put it down. So and now
2: you know, who he, was the seventh day advantage? Was it your mother or your father?
1: Well my mom started it and he, he fell into it because of the scriptures, you know, what they said about it or whatever. And, you know, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days shall I labor and do all that work, but on the seventh day is the Sabbath, the whole month, Lord, a garden that should not do any work now, and a son, a daughter, the master, the main sir, whatever. You know that scripture and then, you know you know, you know that bad.
2: Okay. Okay.
1: Well, you know, yeah. in Genesis, you know, it says it too, you know, seven days he rested after he created. You know, the world. I just didn't, you know, like even like now, like like I've been in my search, you know, for what I really like that's really why I'm doing so much research and people think I'm like about me now, but um, I'm just trying to do my research for the truth, you know, what's really real and what's not, you know, and it could be a lonely ride, though, you know, because everybody well, be still, stepping
2: here's what what would say that, you know, we keep thinking that there is one faith, one baptism and one Trinity, but that's a lie. Just as God has made many people on this earth, he wants to express himself through many people. And because he's expressing himself through many people, he wants to culturally invest in different cultures. So I say from every religion you come in contact with, you're gonna find a little bit of truth. You will not find all the truth in any religion. And we must remember that man made religion. It is his regurgitated uh, substance of what he believed. So it is none of it is true. It is man-made and he holds us to it so he can hold us in contempt. But we must remember the ultimate step is to become like God and to allow God to arise in your being and to sit In your being, so you stir up God in you, and God resides on your head, not in some atmosphere, not in some book. He truly takes up residency in you. And when he takes up residency in you, then literally you become like a God, cooperating with the God on the inside of you, and y'all work together. And in every religion, you find some truth or piece of the puzzle. There is no one true religion, no, not one, you have a personal relationship with God, whichever one will allow you to sit with God, get to know the mind of God, get to understand who God is, and sit quietly meditating on God, then that's how you are going to stand out amongst the crowd, because God is going to shine all about you as if he resides in you. Ultimately, you must begin to look like God. And the more you spend time with yourself, you get to know God. God is in you. You will find no answers on the outside. You must go internally and look for the solutions of God. And when you do that, you may find that Buddhist is a good solution. Because I did. It allowed me to meditate on God. And here I was a Christian studying Buddhism because it helped me to get in contact with the Godhead and the Buddhist suffer within me. And when I spent that mm-hmm. time, I got to know I got to know uh, Buddhists, and I got to fellowship with Buddhists. I got to go to church with them, and for a time being, I became like the Buddhists so I could get to know the mind of God. But there's truth. In all religion, but not all truth. There's some truth in everything. But don't let the people confuse confuse you. It is not the religion you want, it is the change of heart you want, and internally you want to become like God. Not all this mess is out here to drive you crazy. Right. Yeah. They will right. drive you crazy. Once you grew up on that kind of that fabric.
1: You know, it's kind of hard to share, you know, like, 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 I mean, it's just, like you say, it's cognitive dissonance. Like you could be telling me the exact truth, but in me, I'm like, oh, uh, I'm just trying to find a reason for it not to be, you know, and um, it's just because we've been programmed, you know, coming up, and um, and it's kind of, you just don't want to, you know, when you really want to do the right thing, it's just, you don't know what, sometimes you just, you just want to make sure you do the right thing, you know. And
2: because if, it, if it's well, you, you if just make sure that you are having a relationship with yourself, spending time for yourself, getting to read good literature, sitting quietly, because God will begin to speak to you from your internal witness. There is no book, there is no catalog, there is no reading, there is an internal confirmation that God will give you from getting to know yourself. And as you get to know yourself, you begin to start to act like that guy and God must become a part of you. And then you will reverence yourself a certain way. Then people will know that Emmanuel is with you because you have spent time with yourself. You will get to know God because he resides in you. He put a portion of himself in all of us and he wanted us to stir Mm -hmm. up the gift. That he shows up when we push against the prick. If you're going through something, if you're going through a challenge, and if you push long enough, God is going to show up. That's how he shows up in us. There's no known true religion. When people come, you say they got all the answers, then you be weary of them, get as far as you can away, because all man is fallible and is subject to error. And when they created those religions, there's error in it. So the best to do is give up religion and to spend time getting to be like a monk, spending time with God in quietness and solitude. So then you begin to hear God's voice. You can't hear him through all these religions.
1: Right, right. And um, I see how some you
2: know, people, they they're going the to be mad. They're going to be mad because you ain't worshiping their God. You ain't worshiping their religion. And everybody got something better. And before you know it, they become a schizophrenic and they got Jesus doing all these crazy things. And God becomes a bitch. I'm like, you know, every time you look around, here's a better faith, here's a better religion. And it is, it is, it is a personal relationship you're looking for, not a religion. <laughs> I got anybody want to talk about that, or we won't be able to hear them. I wish we could. I wish somebody would speak up and say something if they're out there in the audience. Let me see. I'm going to poke somebody and see if they (laughs) say something. Okay. Let's say talk about what this is, group discussion. Okay. I'm going to ask them if they want to say something. Okay. Would you say something? Hold on. These people are doing the same thing they did in the room, they don't want to say nothing. I'm asking if you would say something. I got my son in the room, and he ain't saying nothing. Let me see if I can pull him.
1: Are they gonna be able to hear everybody?
2: Or yeah, they can hear hear. because they're in the room because I'm sending them a message, okay? But we can't hear each other. Yes we can. They keep saying they can't see they think they they, they keep saying they can't hear each other. still there. Hello?
1: Yeah, I'm still here.
2: Okay, somebody just dialed in. I can't hear them though. They they said they were unmuted. Let me see. Because I just uh, text somebody and I told them that they could, uh, everybody's unmuted. Let's see. I'm scared to touch something. I may turn something off. Okay. Well, maybe they'll speak up and say something. Can you hear me?
1: Mm-hmm. Hold on. Hold me. This oh. is
2: brand new. Did you say something? Okay. They said they're going to say something. Okay. But they don't want to. Um, they don't understand. They got to dial the number.
1: Uh, well, after you dial a number and put in the pass and put in that code, you don't have to do it again, do you? Yeah, that,
2: yeah. They, they have, no, you don't have to, but they got to dial that number and put the code in.
1: Well, if they already own, then they already done it. That's what I'm, that's what I'm trying to figure out. <clears throat> if
2: there's oh, somebody oh, out it. in the audience, if there's someone in the audience you can dial that number, And that number, if you don't have it, is 605-562-0444. And then you dial 2976147. Then it's going to ask you for the 10 and dial 1. I don't know what's wrong with them. Can you hear me Okay. Yes. Can you hear me? Okay. Mm-hmm. okay, okay, it says running tests. Why would they be running a test? This, is a, this program was out before uh, TalkShoe was about 10 years ago. Then they upgraded it and added all this new equipment. So I don't even recognize it now. So all I know how to do is dial the numbers, but it it lets you mute people and then it lets you get everybody talking. Okay. Okay, wait a minute. Mm -hmm. What the heck? I touched something. I don't know what I touched. Okay, there, we back. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay, I don't know what it is. But anyway, what I was going to say is that um, because you were brought up in a family that was closely uh, connected to Bible study and, and the foundation of Jesus, you had your foundation. We all have to have a foundation, but as an adult, mm-hmm. we have to find what fits our conveniency and what is more naturally adapted for us. And no matter what our family think, we have to transition as we search for that something better or if we search for something more natural. But the first thing we do is set up our altar and our prayer room so we can have somewhere where we can go and sit quietly with God and then let God direct us and show us. And don't let man give us any guidance, but let us have an inner witness from God. Mm-hmm. So that way you're not just jumping into everything that somebody tell you to jump into, because you might find what not what may be good for the goose may not be good for the gander. But in, in reality, religion is something that you create for yourself, it's something that ties you to a behavior, a set of rituals and rules that you live by. But man must create those for himself by you know having an inner witness to God because you'll find yourself trying to be religiosity and you'll be just, you know, stuck on stupid, doing a lot of stupid stuff because they're ritualistic. Mm -hmm. Now somebody's supposed to, they just called in, but I can't see them. Hold on. Let's see here. Okay, they said, okay. But we can hear each other, yes, call, okay. Well, we have, um, let me make an announcement. We have Mr. Lee Weaver, a longtime friend that's on the line here. He is uh, a southerner from Georgia by way of uh, South Carolina. And he has spent a lot of time on the road meeting different people up north and, and in the south. And uh, Lee has talked to the audience before and he expressed to them uh, his feelings on a lot of topics. And today he's talking about his spiritual walk and the path that he wants to take. And uh, we were just conversing about, there is no set path and there is no set religion, but for all men, we must become like God. And that's the ultimate thing, so we can get up off our knees and stop praying to the God that's within us. We start speaking to ourselves, ultimately, and that which we want God to do, we get up and start doing it and helping God to get it done. Because, you know, our faith without works is dead. You just cannot start uh, asking God to be a bellhop to do everything while you sit down and wait. we got to get up and help our own prayers. And we got to realize that that faith and work goes together. And what the Lord told us, and remember, this is our slave house, all the colonization the has to keep us in slavery. So we've got to come away from our colonizers' religion because it keeps holding us in slavery. And we have some type of attachment to satisfying them when it's hurting ourselves. So if you're out there in the listening audience and you would like to have something to say, I urge you to uh, call in. Uh, make your uh, request. You can call into the room and that room number to call into is one 562- 0444. And that pin number is 2976147. And then it's going to ask you if you're not a member to hit the one button. You are talking to Omiinka from Omiinka's uh, production studio. We have switched over from Facebook to Shoe Talk uh, to have a little bit more convenience. where you can call in and we can hear your voices. And you can also be on a camera. However, uh, today we don't have the camera on for both persons. So we'd like to urge you to call in. Uh, this is a part two of a segment, uh, re-navigating the turnaround of the blueprint of change. What do we do when we want to start our native heritage? How do we start seeking out our kinfolk? How do we start putting the puzzle together? How do we reach back into the Dow's role and find our loved ones on that list? And how do we do that? They turned many of us away and, and told us that we were mere freedmen and not Native Americans. What do we do about it, Lee, when they tell us we're not? Native Americans, and we know we are. Hello? Lee, are you still with us? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, I'm still with you. Yeah, you was asking me a
2: question? Yeah, what what do we do when they, when the the status quo tell us, uh, the Mr. Anglo-Saxon, Mr. Enforcer, tell us that we are not, uh, we don't meet the mark, and we don't have enough native blood, and we are only categorized as freedmen, those slaves who were freed who lived with the Apaches and who lived with the summons but we're not Indians. What do we do about it?
0: Hmm.
1: Well, um, I guess we would, first thing we would do is, um, we will check our family lineage, right, and um so we can prove and do the research and, and and prove who our ancestors are and see what um laws applies or what benefits applies to that you know uh I don't think you know somebody somebody just saying whatever they want to say about shit. I don't think that really has you know no bearing on who you really are, you know um. But like me, I'm in search, so I'm just trying to find out ways to, you know, how to do this, you know, um, you know DNA, you know, um, ancestry.com, um, like well, the guy from Black Panther, The got from Black Panther, like.
0: I Panther,
2: he, want to feet, panties, I like, hmm? I make sure you that they have now announced that that dealing with the DNA was fraudulently put together and they urged us to stay away from DNA because they cannot possibly be right by trying to narrow down tribes in Africa, the forest, and they put us on going. And they, then I was told that the best thing we should look for is our ancestral ship here in the census in Turtle Island on the North American side, because that Mm was better for those loved ones who worked locally in the cotton fields who we can identify with, who we can recognize. When they start sending you abroad to Africa, those people you have no idea who they are, and it's a forest to make money. So don't get your money tied up. Start here by finding your great-grandma, the great-great-grand, I found my great-great-grandfather and great-great-grandma. That is enough for me. And if I don't find no more, their name should be on the roll book. And if their name is on the roll book, then I'm a legitimate, uh, by blood, seminal or Geechee because they will be by blood, not by freedom. So you can learn all of those things here without having somebody give you a bunch of paperwork and say this is who you are. You don't yeah. know how they derived it. It could be Aunt Lucy from another planet and you talking about she's your cousin and she live over in Africa. Mm-hmm. They urging yeah. us to stay away from that because we are not, Why? We, we, we actually were here, uh, Lee, we found out that we were here on this Turtle Island when Christopher Columbus came we were tradesmen, we were occupying, we were farmers. We weren't the mm-hmm. slaves that they're telling us. They took slaves from Africa and brought them here. And they even took some slaves from here and took them there. But not as many as they claim in the transatlantic. They lied about that. And they misdiagnosed us and placed us somewhere we shouldn't have been. Because they can't calculate enough ships or mass to prove that they carry that many people in the Middle Passes, they lied about that. Now they're trying to connect us to Africa so we can leave here, give up our land, and they can occupy it, and they send us running over to Africa, and the Africans are not giving us nothing. Not that we don't love them, and that they're not our people, but we gotta find our way here. Okay, this is where my is, and this is where this papa lives, and all those people, our ancestors are here. We can go to great, we know that they're here, but we don't know nothing about going to Africa, looking for some place we've never lived. Mm -hmm. Don't let them get you going on that, because I started giving my money, too, and someone told me, no, that the the gentleman that did the presentation, come to find out he had 70%, uh, well, 60% blood in him that he claimed that was European. Come to find out, he was sixty percent Native American. He didn't want anybody to know it, but they found out through his family members that he was Native American, and he was shutting his whole uh, uh, nationality, pretending he was European. You know that guy that does the the, um, the DNA. I forgot his name. What's the name of that guy that does well, um, the DNA?
1: Yeah. Um. Um. What's it? Not
2: Lewis Gossett.
1: So, um.
2: Do you know what that, that,
1: Louis? that man is? Is it Lewis Gossett? Think. Uh, no, I can't think no. his name. I thought it was is it Lewis Gossett Gossett Junior. Or something. No, no. It's um, not guy. That's 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 an actor, I think.
2: Louis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there. Lewis Gossett Junior was in Roots. Yeah. Yeah, it
1: was well, an, Ancestry, Ancestry, it was called Ancestry, because he had a lot of ancestry. celebrities. That, uh-huh.
2: yeah. I can't think, a think of a man's name. But anyway, um, here's what we want hard. to do.
1: I can look it up real quick.
2: Let me see here. Uh, I don't know, why do people, I see some pictures Say, who are these people? Oh, who was that? My phone is actually crazy. Okay. Oh, here's somebody. Let's see. Hello? Yes. Okay. American, red, and black. Okay. All in. Let me see. All in.
1: Finding your roots, Henry Louis Gates Jr. Yeah.
2: Yes, Henry Louis uh, Gates. Yes, Gates Jr. Yes.
1: Finding your roots. That's the name of
2: yeah. the show. They're saying don't don't listen to what he's saying because he has sent people the wrong way. They caught him in all those lies and they said fraudulently he has sent the wrong way. Because yeah. I was you know, going to sign up, but I you know, decided you know, not he's to. Like,
1: you
2: know he
1: has more
2: white than black in him, right? Yes. That's what he found out. No, no, no. He don't have, they said he he had 60-some percent Native American, and I think only 30-something percent white. But he didn't want to be Native American. He kept talking to like he, he was white. white than, he had
1: more white than black, though
2: uh no um, he had more black he had more Native American, and he didn't want nobody to know it and it was just on the facebook the other day on on youtube I could
1: have sworn he, i thought he, i thought i've seen the show but I could have sworn he said he had more um,
2: um he thought he European. did, but then come to find out they said no it was Native American hmm and then see he got everybody running around here spending all that money on that on that test and it don't prove nothing and that's a shame i'm trying to see here um somebody else just contacted me let me see Uh let me see if we can get them to. because they asked me about how i get in the room okay this this is our Brother Barry, uh, and he's contacted me. I don't know. I sent each one of them a Facebook message and told them to call that number like you did. So I don't know. They kept saying they couldn't hear me. But I guess the connection at first was bad because you couldn't hear me at first, right?
1: Mm, well, at first, I, could, I, I, could, I don't know if you had to unmute it or whatever. I don't know. But I I couldn't... um. I could hear you, but you couldn't hear me.
0: Yeah.
1: Sound like I heard of somebody
2: or something. Yeah, I I just gave the phone number out. I don't know. All these people I invited, somebody should have got the phone number right. But maybe they just listened. I don't know. But uh, I'm not going to keep you very long. Thank you for being one of our interviewers. Uh, And we do hope you will come back again and allow us to chat with you and interview you. And ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to Omni Inca's production studio. uh, Here in the studio talking to our dear brother Lee Weaver from uh, Georgia by way of South Carolina. And he's been talking Mm -hmm. about the lifestyle of the person who lives in South Carolina. And maybe next time you'll be able to shed more light on us about how to reconnect to our Native heritage so we can put our paperwork together and we can find our family's names on the Dow's list or the Freedman's list. But we definitely have to start putting our paperwork together. What I did was I went on YouTube. I put my family tree out there for my family to go look at. And I went through the family tree to introduce them to family members they never saw. And that's one thing you can do, Lee. Put your family tree together on your local family members. Put it on the YouTube. I'll go through it and mm-hmm. talk about it. Start adding more names to it as you find it. That's how I started. And then you can okay. begin that journey. Okay? And uh, it's, it's, kind of weird we because, like,
1: it's kind of weird because while we're talking, my dad's First cousin, just um, she stays up here in Goose Creek, and I'm in Charleston, so that's just right down the street, basically. But um, she found, I guess she got the information that I was up here, and I told her I was on a conference call when I texted earlier. Texted while I was on the phone, and um, uh-huh. and I know I could probably get a lot of history from her property on far as his side
2: of the family, you know, and um, well, so I'm kind I'll of, bad, kind of glad that both of you to come back on. And talk because that way we can learn more about South Carolina. That's why I told you because uh, I wanted to know more about South Carolina because there's a group of us that want to <clears throat> learn more about the Gulf. So maybe mm-hmm. you're uh, willing to possibly talk about the Gt Gullah and how they got started.
1: Right. Yeah, I look. I, I do my research on it a little more, and um, but I know. You know, <laughs> I know it's
2: here. <laughs> definitely. Well, you know? well, we definitely we definitely would like to hear from her. And any information you can give us about South Carolina or North Carolina, because I know I'm going to be looking for my great-great-grandmother, and I'll be probably doing some research in North Carolina. So, um, mm-hmm. just gonna... okay, hold on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Somebody's doing something here. I don't know what they're doing. Oh, Lord. I don't know what that was all about. Anyway, uh, I'm not going to keep you very long because it's getting pretty late and we got to get up in the morning. But I want to thank you and listening audience out there. Please do tune uh-huh. in. We will be shooting from the studio from Shoe Talk from here on out. You can lock that number in 605-562-0444. And that call-in number is two nine seven six one four seven. And then if you're not a member, if you haven't heard then you have to press 1. But I urge you to go out and become a mem- member of Shoot Talk. It's free to sign up. And we will be looking forward to hearing you next Sunday. And Lee, do call in next Sunday around 730. We'll be on the air again, okay? All right.
1: Okay, good talking okay. to you.
2: good talking to you and drive safe out there okay and we look forward to speaking with you and your family member uh whenever you can get her to join us okay
1: okay all right appreciate it okay you You
2: take care of yourself bye-bye all
1: right you too